Oh my God, I'm so excited. HonorAthletics.com has agreed to be our first sponsor. For those of you who listen in South Florida, you may remember Cynthia as the owner of Pro Karate on Commercial Boulevard. They moved to Georgia and opened a new venture. So please, for all your athletic needs, karate and more, go to HonorAthletics.com. Use code WildcatDojo on checkout. Because I need them to know that they're getting customers from this advertisement. Or you can call 770-945-5150 and mention Wildcat Dojo Conversations when you're ordering. Please support Cynthia at Honor Athletics Martial Arts Supply in Buford, Georgia. Thanks, Thanks, Cynthia, and and the entire entire Bernie family for becoming our first sponsor. One more time, that's honorathletics.com or call 770-945-5150. Now on with the show. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome back. Sensei Michelle here with another episode of Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Before I begin, I want to give a shout out and say, send us some feedback. We'd appreciate it. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? What would you like us to do a show about? To make it easy for you, I've created a phone number where you can leave us a voice message. 954-350-1915. So if you don't want to write or email, just leave us a voice. Thanks for the feedback. Okay, now we're really going to start. Welcome back. The trio is here. Myself, Sensei Jackie, and Landon. Hi, everybody. Hey. And today, our guest is Paula. Paula is a karate student training with Sensei Harrison. She's been with him for six years. However, as she will tell you, she returned to karate because she had trained as a child. She is also an instructor for various award-winning marching bands and drum and bugle corps. She plays instruments, mainly the trumpet, And before she began working at Flex Seal, where she works now, shout out to Flex Seal, she toured professionally as a trumpet player in shows around the world, for example, Blast. And finally, and not least importantly, she's in the middle of a black belt test right now. So she'll be on good behavior today, right guys? (laughs) (laughs) Say hi, Paula. Hi, everybody. Very excited to be here. Really excited to have you. Thank you. Today, our topic is how to pick a dojo. I've had a few requests to talk about how to pick a dojo, so I'm going to give it a shot here. A dojo is a training hall for Japanese martial arts. If you go to History Part 1, you can learn what they're called if you go to Kung Fu, or if you, wasn't that in the History Part 1 one? Yes. And if you go to Korean Taekwondo, in our style we use Do, which means way, and Jo, which means place. So anytime you guys have a thought, just jump right in, okay? Okay. I wonder if it's a good idea to start with the saying, karate is for everyone, but everyone is not for karate. (laughs) That probably is a good jumping off spot. You could say that about everything, right? Yes, definitely. Except this. So you could say tennis is for everyone and everyone isn't for tennis. But the reason everyone isn't for tennis is because they don't have the physical attributes to be really good at tennis. And so they may like going out and hitting the ball over the net with their cousin but they aren't going to be able to take their tennis seriously unless they have some skill. That's correct. Where karate is built for every age, every body type, every ability to memorize. Good memorizers, poor memorizers, every kind of physicality. And it's magic trick. 
is that it takes the confident person and allows them to see that they are, in fact, human. And it takes that very shy and that very introverted person and it allows them to see that they are, in fact, human, each one exceptional in their own way. And so karate really is for everyone. It's also something that you can do from a very young age, four years old, five years old, until you die. Right. And in my experience, I've seen that it's very rare for someone, even if they have a passion for a physical sport or art form, to be able to take it through their lifetime at the same level because it's based solely on physicality. Can you do it with trumpet playing? As long as certain things hold out. If your lungs are doing all right. But it it is very taxing. You know, I've seen the older people get. It can be more difficult for some people the older you get. Right, because of the air. Correct. Where karate is concerned, I've seen people do karate in a wheelchair. There's a really locally famous blind guy that used to compete. And they'd walk him to the center of the ring and he'd compete. So it really is for all styles of people. But the reason why everybody's not for karate is because it does take certain characteristics. And let's round robin this. I'm going to go with doesn't hate self-discipline. It takes a person who is happy to repeat, just loves repetition. That was my second one. Somebody who doesn't mind repetition because life, in fact, is repetitive. Someone who's looking for something that they can just continually improve upon. There really, in my opinion, there is no uh, ending place. There's always something to get better at. So it's always a challenge. And if you listen to the podcast, we say that all the time. Take somebody who cares that kind of goes into what she was saying. Yeah. It takes somebody who who can find that balance between having fun with it and taking it seriously. That's a good one, Landon, a really good one. So where that saying is concerned, we have so many people come into the dojo, right? And then they drop out at all different periods. The highest drop-off point in our style is always been at advanced white because that's where responsibility really starts to play. Definitely. For both children and adults. Yes. Starts to get real. Yeah. So I don't think that's a bad starting point. If you were looking for a dojo, first you would want to look at yourself and say, does that sound like something I could cope with, right? Right. Definitely. And anything that you think of that before you go into karate is probably going to change when you get to karate because it's never what you thought it was. But alternatively to karate, can't believe I pulled off the word alternatively, <laughs> there's boxing gyms, um, sure. there's the kickboxing workout, yes, and there's MMA, which doesn't have the philosophical aspect. At least I don't think it does, I think but we'll ask Sam after he finishes up that venture. You didn't hear the Sam podcast that came out a few weeks ago. You'll have to go back and check it out. So those are also alternatives if you don't think you want to look into this, which as you know from all the podcasts we've given you, has three big legs. It has kata, which is forms, which is moving in kind of a dance against an invisible person. It has sparring, which is a contact, but usually light contact. Two people together, not on an imaginary person. And it has the self-defense. Also two people together, and most people's favorite part. Okay. Okay. Anything else on that before we push? I think so. The first thing that you should remember is that your relationship to your teacher is more important than the actual style of karate you end up in. Because every style is kicking and punching. That's what everybody's doing. Listen back to history part one, and you'll hear the differences between the kung fu, karate, and taekwondo. And if you're looking for a particular type of fighting, something that is softer and more circular, something that is more competitive, something that will lead you into a world of 
professional acting, then you can search from that standpoint because then you know what you're looking for, right? That's right. right. If, on the other hand, you don't know, another way to begin the search is online for a tournament in your area. And you could go out to the tournament. You could talk to different people there. You could find out how, what their attitudes are like, and it could help you in deciding what school you would like to go and investigate. I'm a big proponent of community schools. So in the community school, going out and looking at the course offerings and seeing if, if they have a karate school, that's a very good place to begin. You're certainly allowed to change your mind and try another style. And normally uh, when you do do that with the course offerings in the community school, you have a less of a tuition and usually there's no contract to make you sign for 10 years or more. Agreed. And we are proponents of no contract, although I understand that everybody's just trying to make a living. We're trying to make a living. So it's difficult to balance that art form and that how do I keep my electric bill paid. So I understand it. I'm not putting anybody down, so don't send us hate mail on that. But she's right. At the community school level, you're usually going to find that the contract is for four weeks or six weeks. That's it. If you go into a dojo and they say that you can only try and you cannot watch, I'm not crazy about that as an idea. I think that a person who wants to try to join karate should be allowed, if they were that nervous, to sit down and watch. And we are that way in our dojo. Definitely. At, at the young age and at the teenage age and at the adult age, everybody's allowed to watch and kind of get their feet wet from afar without the commitment of standing in front and being embarrassed because they don't know what jumping jacks are or because of whatever reason. They don't know how to take fighting stance or whatever. So I think a person should be allowed to watch. And I write here, if they won't let you watch, I might I might recommend searching, pushing on. I'm interested in y'all's opinion on that. I think um, it's very welcoming if you offer that option of come on in, join us. You know, you, you can absolutely just sit and watch and, and take it all in. I think that's, that's showing... Um, it kind of gives the vibe of the dojo in a sense right away that saying we want you to come in and, and see what you know see what we do and, and it, maybe you'll decide that you want to try next time because not everybody is ready to go get in there jump in there right away so uh, I think that that's nice to have the option I also think that it, it tells you what kind of dojo you're going to is it the kind of dojo where uh, there's clicks or are you allowed to be yourself by watching and seeing whether you would be comfortable with the group that's there. Okay, that's actually a valid point, really, to me, because I never think about cliques or somebody feeling unwelcome. In in our dojo, we are just such a motley set of people. We're very different from one another, and when people walk in, they just join right in and do whatever we're doing, and I, it's not noticeable to me. But I do know that that exists in, in dojos and in life, and of course, that's one of the things you would want to look for. Good point. Us And I've seen sometimes, especially just helping out in the kids' classes, is that it's overwhelming when you come in in a loud room when there's just different groups and you walk into that. And I think it's really important. And I've been and I've worked with kids where they just don't feel comfortable enough to get right into what we do. And they want to watch, and then they say, okay, I like this, I don't like this, and in our dojo, we respect that. Oh, yeah. Well, don't mistake what Landon said with, I like this, I don't like this, so I don't have to do it. Us. If you join the class, you do all the parts, the parts you like and the parts you don't like. 
But I think what he's saying is by sitting and watching, they're saying, okay, I like more things than I don't like, so I'm going to give it a try. Us. And it's not nearly as scary as I thought it was when I walked in the door. Right. Absolutely. And in fact, our experience is that if they sit in a chair and watch, about halfway through the class, they'll come to me and say, can I go ahead and join today? And I say, of course, because I want the person to feel welcome. And it's going to get hard enough anyway after the first year. Now, what you're going to look for when you're watching a class or trying a class is does the tone of the class match your desires? If you're a person who wants to have 35 or 40 minutes of exercise, but that dojo only does 10 or 15, then that maybe isn't the place for you. You should talk to the teacher. Maybe they know of a place. That's what I say to people. If I'm not your dojo, just tell me what you're looking for and I'll send you up. I know tons of other dojos and they might be the one for you. Do you want lots of kata? Do you want lots of self-defense? And then you can see if that dojo does that and speak to the teacher and think from that standpoint if it fits what you think you need. But I do want to reiterate the relationship between the teacher and the student is tantamount. So you want a teacher who you can talk to and a teacher who can talk to you. Yes, definitely. If you're an adult, my thought is that you need to let the process just unfold and try not to micromanage it. That is literally what I wrote there and I didn't even know it. I said it exactly the same both times. On the other hand, if you're a parent looking for a place for your child, remember the style is not going to make as much difference as the teacher. Look for someone who can balance everything that you are trying to prioritize, learning self-defense and learning self-control, because those are the two big pillars for a child. Those are the two things that are going to make a difference as they start to grow up, that they can control themselves so that they don't have constantly to be yelled at by others and They have the self-defense in a God-forbid situation, right? Absolutely. So you want the teacher to be able to balance those two things while still allowing the child to be a child. I wonder if we ever told the story about when we had a student who went off to a karate camp one summer. Maybe he was seven. And it wasn't a goju camp, and that's fine. And we said, have a good time. And about after a week, the parent called me up and said, I had to pull him out of the camp because the teacher came to me on the third day and said, well, we'll have him whipped into shape in another day or two, as if there was something with the child that needed to be changed. Yes. So maybe the teacher didn't mean it that way. That's what we're going to go with. Yes. Well, it always sounded like she was trying to break in a horse. Yes. That's what it sounded like to us at the time. And that's obviously what it sounded like to To mom. mom. So we already know how we, our first day in the dojo, because that was an entire podcast we did. So let's go to when you were a child. When I was a child. Um, so it's an interesting story. I don't think I've told anyone this, maybe quickly in passing. But when I was seven, I, I began in karate. My father played poker very often. And one of his friends that he played with was friends with Master Collegian who also played poker, as many of you know. Um, so I believe my, my dad played poker with Master Collegian a few times, and uh, I was a very big Ninja Turtle fan uh, <laughs> since about the age of four, so my parents knew that that was something I would enjoy. And it was either Master Collegian or the, the mutual friend, but one of them said, you should bring your daughter to a class. So I showed up at the Cooper City Dojo, and uh, I started studying Goju for about three about three years. Oh. Now, um, do you remember who the teachers were? Yeah, sensei Chrissy was my was my sensei. Oh, wow. did she remember you when you met? Yes. Oh, so isn't really that cool. cute? That's very cute. Yes. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, 
So, shout out to Sensei Chrissy. Shout out to Sensei Chrissy. And I never forgot Sensei Chrissy either. All those years in between, because she made a great impact on me. She was an excellent teacher and made it fun. I learned how to not hit so hard in areas that you shouldn't hit. Uh, <laughs> she says while she touches her chest. Yes. And and also Sensei Bear. Sensei Bear, Richard mm-hmm. Bear was, was my other sensei. Another and, shout out. Uh, sensei Bear, us. if you're out there and somehow come across this, please get in touch with me. I've been trying to reach you for years. That was a, an adventure. You know, Do you remember what that. made you leave? Yes. My mom got in a car accident. She was fine, but the car was not fine. And it was just a little too far to get there. And, and that was around the time I, I was about 10 and I started playing the trumpet and it all kind of turned to, to music and that kind of took over my life. But honestly, I, I it all I always thought about it in the back of my mind. I'd love to go back someday. I, I would do my hard blocking system sometimes, you know, I remembered how to count in Japanese. So it was always kind of there. And uh, I was touring a lot for my job, so I there was never a good time. And then in 2013, sometime I, I kind of said I want to be stationary. And then uh, 2014, said oh, I'll 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 join again. And how did you find Sensei Harrison, who has a dojo in Pompano? Well, it's interesting. I I was trying to find the the Cooper City Dojo information, to be honest, because that's where I was, and I didn't realize that there were other dojos in the area. So I went on Google and I, I couldn't remember the name of the place and I just couldn't find it. And then I found your website, Sensei. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I contacted you and you directed me to Sensei Harrison because that was the closest dojo to me. I had no idea that happened. Us. That's so cool. That's like magic. But that does Us. sound like me because I do get a lot of people call me looking for dojos, but they're not close to me. Mm. So I try to send them to somebody they're close to because like it or not, proximity is a player in this game awesome. of finding a dojo. If you have to drive 45 minutes or an hour, you're more likely to not stick with it. If you have to drive 15 or 20 minutes, you're more likely to stick with it, which is why we keep our podcasts 20 minutes. We think that's how long it takes to drive from point A to point B. Because you can listen to us while you're driving to karate. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fits with our come along. <laughs> okay. Anything else that you want to add about your picking a dojo experience? Uh, you know, I don't really remember much when I was little. I just knew that I really liked it. Sensei Chrissy is phenomenal. To this day, she is phenomenal. Absolutely loves her students. And like Sensei Harmon said, you remember the people and not all the technology. And he said that. We say in the blog a million times. (laughs) And you never know what kind of impact as a teacher you're going to have on on someone. I can't tell you how many times we've said that in this podcast. And I can't tell you how many times we, we brought it up in the blog. Over the years, the relationship between the the sensei and the student is not like any other relationship. Mm-hmm. And until you've experienced the relationship between you and your sensei, it's really hard to imagine what it's like. It's intricate. Mm-hmm. Your your lives are intertwined, and it's layered. Hey, you know what? Our whole next episode is on being a sensei, so you'll hear more about it there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Before we close out, let us know how you picked your dojo or what kind of luck or karma it was that made you end up in your dojo. Of course, we're going to tell you how to get in touch with us. Take it away, Landon. Send us an email, please, at dojoconversations at AOL.com. Where else, Sensei Jackie? Go to our Facebook page. After you like us, send us any kind of communication. Let us know about you. And where is that Facebook page, by the way? Wildcat Dojo. 
Should we spell dojo? Because we've said it a thousand times. D-O-J-O. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> Meanwhile, I want to go back to what Sensei Jackie said about liking us on Facebook. If you have not already subscribed to our podcast, please subscribe so they come right into your device. Us. And review us because we want all the five-star reviews we can get. We love it. We're getting more and more listeners all the time, but we still want even more subscriptions. Please, folks. And with that, we're going to call it. We're going to start with Miss Paula. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Okay, say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> Good night. See you soon. Good night. We'll see you later. This is Sensei Michelle signing out. Hey, one more thing. In our excitement making our ad for honorathletics.com, I forgot to tell you that when you put in Wildcat Dojo in the coupon code, you get a 10% discount. So don't forget to go, honorathletics.com. Thanks, guys. Till next week.